Welcome to the Hottest Wellness Podcast. I've got time. I'm Cherry Galore. And I'm Shakayla. Here we discuss personal growth, relationships, and how to embody the Be Better lifestyle. What's up, girl? Hey. What's going on? You coming in here looking all good in your blue? You know, um, because I have um, the most amazing friends in the world, my friend made this for me and she sent it to me. Shout out to Ro. Shout yeah. out to Forever Mates Crochet. It's super cute, right? Yeah. It's like high quality stuff here. I wish I had somewhere to go. <laughs> the podcast. Yeah. I seen this TikTok the other day and this guy was saying like the difference between lifestyle content creators and fashion con- content creators, where it's like the fashion girls don't need a reason to dress up. The mm-hmm. dress up is the reason. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if that, I don't think that really fits me. Sometimes it does. Oh, I don't need a reason to. <laughs> you don't need a reason? I don't need a reason. you just hot and sexy every day, just. I be trying, you know. Listen, we've been here before. There is no try. You either you do might. or you do not. I do it, you know. You look good, you play good. You play good. You win. You win. So how you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm not gonna lie, you know. Uh, I know last week <laughs> my answer was a little stressful, but you know, your mind you can uh, you can manipulate it, mm-hmm. and that's what I've been doing. So I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm having like a weird week i don't know it's weird that it's like friday already yeah i keep thinking it's saturday man well i'm feeling all right too i feel i don't know i feel like halfway motivated but the other halfway i feel like i don't want to do anything so i don't know well as uh can we still call her a home girl who Beyonce. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it depends. Is she is she checking for us? <laughs> um, as the Carters once said, you can do anything. <laughs> but then they immediately followed it up with "Hell No." I never understood that part of the song. I didn't either. That's kind of the only reason why I don't say it because I don't want to say <laughs> I can do anything and then be like "Hell No." Like, wait, hold up. It don't make sense. Even though the song was a bop, I still didn't understand it. Yeah. That was a good album, though. It was. What was your favorite song on that album? Uh-huh. I will have to look at the song list because I haven't listened to it in so long. Mine is Friends. That's, Friends. like, that's the only song I came away with. Like, really? it was good, but, like, that's the only one that I do love I that song, but, honestly, I played out the whole album, so I don't know what was my favorite song. Let me just look real quick. It don't hurt to look, you know? <laughs> Like, what is Apple Music for anyways? I don't know. I love to love happy. I also love summer. You know, it's like that island reggae vibe. I love reggae vibes. Let's make love oh, in okay, the summertime. Okay. Yeah, I barely even remember what the other songs sound like. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have to call back on that later today, you know, give it a recall. Yeah. Yeah, I've been in a lovey-dovey playlist mood today. Mm. You feeling loved? I feel loved and appreciated, you know? Yeah. I do. Take that, Christina. Who's <laughs> Christina? Aguilera. She has a song, Underappreciated. Oh. On like the album. I never think about that song. What? It was like, it, it didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that was a time and time again. You want to jump into the affirmation of the week? Yeah. This week's affirmation is, there is no wrong path. Every choice I make is in alignment with my highest good. Yeah. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel reassured because, you know, sometimes when we are making decisions in life, or we feel with some type of confusion, you know, or just uncertainty within ourselves for the future it's like what am i doing what do i do next what if i choose the wrong thing and it's like 
every path that you choose, you was intended to go on. And every path that you go on, you may not go during that moment. And later on, you might touch back on some stuff that you didn't realize, you know, you was going to be there later on. So everything happens in divine timing. And I think that's something we have to just like regularly remind ourselves of that we are in control of our actions and like what it is that we put it into our manifestations for them to come into fruition. But we have no control over the timing. So like give yourself a break. Just do what you can. Show up for yourself and know that you chose the decision that you chose for a reason. And you're here now. So just make the best out of it. Yeah. <laughs> These are all the things that she's been saying to me for like the last two weeks. I get it now, you know? You get it? Yeah. Okay. Well, ugh, word to K. Michelle. God, I get it. Maybe this is a music day. Maybe it is. We say this like <laughs> every, every other episode. Yeah. Well, speaking of people making choices. In today's segment of Forest Bias, we want to discuss the remake of the Little Mermaid movie. Yeah. Shout out to Haley. Right, Haley? Yeah. Or Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey? It's Halle. I don't It's I Chloe don't and Halle. I don't know the right way to say her name. It's Halle? Yeah, Halle okay. Bailey. Okay, so yeah, Halle. Bailey of Chloe and Hallie. Y'all mm-hmm. should know them. If y'all don't know them, spin the block immediately <laughs> because the talent is chef's kiss. Yeah. Her voice is so immaculate. It's so beautiful. It's just like opera level. Like she's doing the thing. Like they have some really well-trained voices. Like, yeah, they do. That's what I'm saying. We got to get Evan um, singing classes because she already has it. You know, she has the confidence and she really mm-hmm. be jamming her heart out. But she imagine if she on. had the technique. Yeah. My baby would be doing the thing. So what what is going on in the streets? How is this impacting our community? Why bring it to For Us Bias? Well, for the obvious reason, Ariel's black. <laughs> Um, and not just black, black with locks. Mm. I feel like that's like the cherry on top, on top for all the racist folks out there. Like, oh, because locks are cool on uh, the Caucasians, but they are unprofessional on black people. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, as black women, that's something that all women have to learn how to navigate through, especially in professional spaces of. How am I going to do my makeup? How am I going to wear my hair? The clothes that I wear, we're just scrutinized on a different level mm-hmm. across the board. And it's just like one of those things where like locks is just now starting to be socially acceptable, even in our community. Mm-hmm. People are just now like, oh, locks are cute. Because even five yeah. years ago, the sewing girls, the lace frontal girls, they was trying to eat up the girls with the locks like they were so ugly. And it's just like, honestly, I wish I never cut mine. Oh, baby, you can always get them back if you really want them. I don't know if I'm committed to it enough. Like, I, to start from the bottom and be here again, I just don't know if I could do it. <laughs> I do remember growing up and locks were, like, frowned upon. Mm-hmm. They, they so were, crazy. like, they people were say they were dirty or, like, unclean or homelessness just like an unkept like vibe it's just a Mm. natural hair in general you know what i'm saying like as we started coming into this natural hair movement which i feel like it's kind of falling to the wayside for real Mm -hmm. and it needs to be discussed but you know then we start to understand like natural hair in its natural states you know like all of it is beautiful like we as black people we're beautiful our texture coming out of our natural hair that's the way that it's supposed to be You know, like, I have to remind myself all the time because, like, I have a lot of confidence issues and self-esteem issues with my appearance just from things that people told me growing up and really stuck with me. And um, I don't even have the kinkiest hair texture, but I still don't like my hair. You know what I'm saying? It's like we all have internalized, like, I don't even know what you would call it, like, against yourself and your beauty standards and things like that just because of society 
It's just a different form of self-hate, I yeah. feel like. Mm-hmm. You know, they sell us beauty. That's what they do. They tell us, you need to have these things to look more pretty. You need makeup. You need weave. You need lashes. And we see it now all over the internet. Almost every girl looks the same. It's like the same vibe, in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's, we're getting further and further away from individuality. I think that's why I always like resonated with like the 70s and the 80s because everybody's style was so funky. It was so different. It was so them. Yeah. And now it was just so basic, like so uninspired. And everything yeah. is another copycat of another person. The colors is getting bland. This ain't got shit to do with the Little Mermaid. <laughs> we really wanted to talk about the Little Mermaid because... There is an uproar online because the Little Mermaid is now black and people say, well, we need to stay true to the story. Let's keep in mind what and highlight what you're saying is it's a story. Mm-hmm. It's make believe is no different than any other thing that we make up on TV. And at any time, anybody could change races within their stories if the race is not important to the story. And since mermaids, not even real, if on a on a, can we prove this type of point? Because we don't even have to go into what I think about mermaids. But like, I totally think they're real. <laughs> listen, I think that every myth has truth to it. You know what I'm saying? And we just kind of elaborated on a more fantasy type of level. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting because we kind of talking about like our fantasies and dreams and other experiences today on a podcast but it's just like all of this is fucking fantasy y'all and you have to ask yourself am i upset that the little mermaid is black because i'm racist or am i upset because the little mermaid is black and i'm used to seeing myself represented in every single space everywhere Mm-hmm. Let some other ethnicities have their time to shine. Like, it's so important for little black girls everywhere to see themselves represented. Like, in a past episode, I talked about how my grandma will only buy us black Barbies and stuff like that. Like, our environment growing up, it, it impacts our view of ourselves so much because we look out into the world and we don't see ourselves. And then that makes us feel weird about who we are and what we look like and our features and stuff. And it's so important that as we continue to progress, you know, collectively that everybody is being represented in these spaces, whether they're fantasy or not. Mm -hmm. Like y'all are being weird. How do you feel about it? Like, how do you feel about the little mermaid being black? How do you feel like people being upset about it? Um, I think it's weird to be upset about, a fictional character's race. Like, it would be different if the story was, like, on some real-life type shit, like, reflective reflective of a culture, like Mulan. Mm-hmm. But this is literally something somebody made up. Yeah. Now, yeah. It's just weird. It is weird. Like, even the comparison was with, like, what if the princess and the frog was white? Like, the princess and frog could never be white because there are no white people living on the bayou, working six jobs to try and put a restaurant together. That was their father's dream. Like, the whole story is centralized and based off of her race. Like, it wouldn't have made sense. It wouldn't have made sense. You, you got to start to ask yourself questions. I always say, like, why do I think this way? Why do I believe this? Why am I offended by certain stuff? Like, in all spaces, in all capacities, ask yourself questions when you start to be offended or bothered by stuff other people do when they don't affect you. If you really is that irritated, don't watch the movie because we're going to show up and show out, mm-hmm. period. So you don't have to worry about that, sweetheart. <laughs> you really don't. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, if we even take... Um, Hallie's race out of the conversation who is fucking with her on a vocal ability to come through with these songs yeah, all know. we seen was a three second snippet of the song and it already was giving my eyes are watering Yeah, <laughs> who, you, who you gonna line up next to her what white girl tell me right now 
that you want to cast as Little Mermaid that is fucking with her on vocal ability? I only have one in mind. Who could it be? Ariana? She's like the only person I can think of that has the range. (laughs) She's the only one, but even then, she's not giving... It's not giving Ariel. Like, come on. (laughs) I was watching this um, interview, and it was like Chloe and Hallie and um, Tina Nose Lawson or Tina Lawson. I'm not sure what she go by now, but Beyonce's mama. Yeah. (laughs) And um, Hallie was saying how she had, like, imposter syndrome even going into audition for the part. Like, I can't believe they want me. You know, even when she started shooting, like, wow, I'm really about to be the Little Mermaid. You know, a lot of black women experience that no matter what our skill level is, no matter how much better we are than our counterparts, whether they are male, whether they are white people in general, we always have to go to extra mile to prove ourselves, and it makes us feel inadequate personally. And, like, it's super important for us to rally behind her and show her our support as a community that, like, not only did you deserve this, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're totally worthy of this. But, like, girl, you're that bitch. For real. So, what are we discussing this week? This week, we're going to nerd out a little bit. Well, I'm... Is it nerdy? Out. I mean, I, I feel like the idea might be a little nerdy. You know, the other day... When I was making my um, my video for last week, my channel message, and I was saying how, like, I'm just like a, you know, like a nerdy girl, like a geeky girl. And then I said it and I thought about it and it's just like, am I, though? Um, and I seen this TikTok and this girl was saying, like, you know, about the weird girls and stuff like that and how we get ostracized in a, within our own community because we don't necessarily fit into this monolith that they try and put black women into. Mm-hmm. And, like... Really, when people call you weird, what they really is saying to you is like, you're an individual. How dare you have the right to take interest in things that is so different than the general population? How dare you choose to be different, choose to be something other than what people expect you to be and to break the barriers? People will do anything to keep you boxed in and inside of this character that they want black women to be, the loud black woman, the angry black woman, whatever trope they feel like giving you that week, they want to keep you boxed in that. So whenever we challenge those stereotypes, all of a sudden, you're weird. Yeah. And it's like, girl, bye. Like, is it nerdy or is it cool? And they just don't have, they lack the depth to have multiple layers to themselves to be interested in superhero shit too and then the layer of sexism as well behind that being for boys like you know growing up like oh "Oh, superheroes for boys and barbies for girls like yeah we we are not weird we're not geeky we're not nerdy we just genuinely enjoy certain things and a lot of people do yeah a lot of people of all different cultures like to me weird doesn't mean not cool or, okay, not the word weird. Nerdy. <laughs> to me, nerdy doesn't equal not cool. I feel like totally get and agree with what you're saying. I, I think I look at nerdy the same way I look at, like, different types of music. Mm-hmm. Like, when people say pop now, it means popular music. But, like, to me, if you say pop, I'm thinking of a sound. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense for sure. Yeah. I feel like I just, thinking about it in my own personal experience, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, nerdy is, like, kind of being smarter than other people in a certain Mm -hmm. aspect of whatever you're taking interest in. So, like, I've always been that girl. Like, you know, you're too smart, and that's getting on my nerves. Like, people mm. get really irritated when you just have a higher skill level than them or something, and somehow you bringing out, like, an insecurity in them. 
and that's a reflection on them so then they want to make you feel bad about it like oh you're nerdy you're weird you're a geek like if you dumb just say that (laughs) if you don't study when you get home just say that if you don't enjoy learning just say that and that's okay yeah but i will beat you up though yeah not anymore (laughs) (laughs) in my (laughs) (laughs) that is hilarious so for real though, like what are we talking about? Oh, we said all that to say we're talking about uh the possibility of a multiverse, mm-hmm. you know? What that would be like. Different versions of our versions of ourselves, like would we still end up with the same or similar destinations, mm-hmm. stuff like that. When we were thinking about this, like trying to conceptualize it, like what it would be like, I was just thinking like, wow, there's so many different versions of me existing out there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even just in this lifetime alone, I feel like I've been so many different people. I just can't imagine like, the real different versions of me on other timelines. Like, do y'all believe in time travel, yes or no? Not time travel. Well, it is time travel, though, when we think about the multiverse, right? Because time is not how we think it is. Time Mm -hmm. is not like 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. Time is one loop that we're constantly existing on at the same time so me living in this version of me in 2022 i'm also existing at right now in this moment at 1995 same time i seen this really cool last study the other day and it really had like me really interested and like i love time travel i love anything about past lives like it just really excites me And what they did in the study is they took um, these people who were sick from, like, whatever diseases. And it was, like, they conducted the study in, like, 2017 or something. But the participants from the study was from, like, 2009. So they took two groups of people and they was praying for them. One of the group of people they prayed for, the other group of people they did not pray for. But these was prayers sent to people in the past, right, on a different timeline. Mm -hmm. And then in the current timeline, 2017, they started to see the results of the prayers being sent to the people on that other timeline, on that other Mm. space and time. Okay, okay. And the people who were getting prayed for had increase in, in whatever illness that they had that was still impacting them from the, what, what they were hospitalized for in like 2009 or something like. Since you saw that, have you tried it? No, I haven't tried it, not intentionally, but I have been thinking about a lot this week cause I was reading like this Dolores Cannon book and I also was reading, um, the power of the subconscious mind and they talk about how you can heal yourself really just with the power of thought and if you just believe that you are healed then you will be and i kind of been thinking about that the last two days and like trying to intentionally like heal my Crohn's disease and what they say is basically you can't subscribe to whatever illness it is that you say that the doctors say that you have like mm-hmm. you know what i mean if you just really believe it like this is how people show up to those conferences and then, then they'd be like healed and then they start walking and shit and it's like not because that power person had the power to heal not because they was like jesus christ and reincarnated is because that person really believed in their mind that they was going to get healed that day from whatever it was like mm-hmm. so interesting but i don't know i feel like it's kind of working honestly i I encourage other people to try it because what does it hurt to believe? So what do you think about like the multiverse and like just all of it in general? Well, I don't know if I've actually thought about it as it being like a real thing, Mm -hmm. but from a comic standpoint, (laughs) it's awesome. Yeah. Like, 
They talk about it a lot in the Flash series. Mm -hmm. And just how I like the concept of going to a time or going back in time and making a change. And whatever you do, it kind of starts a new timeline. Mm -hmm. But... It can also affect the timeline you were already in. So once you go back to your present moment, things have also changed. Mm -hmm. I think about it like that. I think I think about it in all different ways because there's so many theories going around just about like time in general. Mm -hmm. Like just that concept that you said right there. A lot of people believe that like when you make a decision Say if you had two choices, you go with this one choice on this timeline that you're on, you're continuing with this choice, but at the same time, there's another version of you that's continuing on at this different timeline mm -hmm. on that other choice that you made, which is, like, so cool. And, like, I just like to think about that, like, the different decisions that I made in the past and things like that and, like... What is the other me's life like based on the decisions that they chose to make? Like, what if I never joined the Navy? Like, what is the other version of me doing? Do she, is she, like, still living in Cleveland? Does she, what career did she choose? You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Did, did I keep doing hair? Did I start doing nails or something? Did I become a baby mama? It's like <laughs> all of these things, like. In my mind, I think I probably would have came became a baby mama because, um, I mean, up until two, three years ago, I was still pretty naive when it came to relationships with men. So, mm -hmm. I definitely think I would have got tricked and trapped out here. <laughs> <laughs> tricked and trapped. That's like a TV show. And maybe we need to make it. I don't know if I want to make that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like there's a version of me that's like, that did everything that I wanted to do as a child, and she's awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm awesome, but like a different awesome. What kind of things did you want to do as a child? Like, what would that version of you look like? Uh, well, she played with her friends a lot. <laughs> uh, she actually lived in a neighborhood, got into some shit, but she's not a bad girl, you know? <laughs> Just like a, a slight rebel. She didn't get into a lot of trouble, though. At least she didn't get caught. Mm. You know, did a little street racing at one point. Not too long. She dated somebody that was into it. <laughs> she knows a lot about cars. She, <clears throat> like, got certified in something. She's a barber. Mm. At one point, she shaved her head. That was a really fun time for her. She was just... <laughs> <laughs> Young, wild, and free. Yeah. Yeah. She lived in a garage, but it was like, it was cool. She made it her own. Like, everybody loved to be at her house. Let's go. It's so interesting to me, like, your perception of this, how you're fitting all these things into this one person. Like, what if all of these is different people? What if it's like, car crazy cherry what if it's like bad girl cherry you know what if it's like cherry that uh, pursued music production you know what I mean like all of these to oh, me is like different timelines like different versions of myself like I always too think about like how this plays a part in like authentic authenticity or whatever. Like sometimes the choices that we make are not always the most authentic. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of thought about that this past week after we recorded last week's episode and I was like dang like who am I like who have I been this whole time like I feel like I've been lost in the sauce for a few years or something trying to figure out who I was but like I really wasn't being the authentic version of myself because really the authentic version of me, first of all, I have a million facial, facial piercings because I wouldn't care how people perceive me. Mm -hmm. I would be covered in tattoos. Like these is all decisions that I chose not to make because I cared about what people thought. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like at one point I probably had like six different facial piercings and eventually I took them out mostly because of how people treated me when I had them in. Yeah. And it's very interesting and weird. Like, 
not that I, I always have to keep up bringing up race, but it's just so relevant mm-hmm. in my life that I could have friends. Like when I used to work at Chipotle, it was a lot of people there who had facial piercings and like how people perceive us and interact with us is totally different based on our race. Like me as a black girl having a lot of facial piercings or being having, you know, visible tattoos and stuff like that versus like a white person. And even now how it's starting to be socially acceptable. Like I can get a regular job and have a septum piercing, Mm -hmm. but it took us a long time to get here, you know? Yeah. It's like, what are they into that they have facial piercings? Like I'm really just, (laughs) I really just like this shit, honestly. And if I'm really, really being honest, I'm really just using it as a coping mechanism through pain. We don't have to talk about that. (laughs) You can save that for the next episode. Literally. Let's just slip, slap, slide off past through that because we don't have to go there. But you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like I think about that all the time and I'm really starting to think about what is stopping me right now from being all those different versions of myself. You know what I mean? That I, I guess, passed up on. Yeah. Like, why can't you be cool car cherry right now? Why can't you just start getting into it now? What's stopping you? What's mm-hmm. stopping you from being barber cherry and getting certified in it? I mean, technically, it's nothing stopping me from doing any of that stuff. I think it's just the natural limitations we put on ourselves, especially as we get older. Because... Mm-hmm. Older people got to stop telling younger people, like, once you get older, mm-hmm. you got to stop doing that. Because you're speaking all of that shit into existence for their life and just impacting the way that they believe in themselves and what they're able to do. Like, I always hated when older people would, like, make comments about how your body changes when you get older. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you put that on me? Not to bring up Christians again. (laughs) (laughs) We gonna bring it up, and we gonna keep bringing it up, and that's on period. Because that's also something that is extremely relevant in my life. It's like, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Why would you say this out of your mouth Mm -hmm. to somebody young enough And not knowledgeable enough to believe you. Honestly. Our inner critic really comes from those outside voices that we heard in our most formidable years. Which is really from birth to seven years old. And a lot of parents don't like to reflect on the things that they said to their children. A lot of parents will deny the stuff that they said to their kids. Like I'm still eating up shit that I said to my kids and like wishing I didn't like. Um... A while ago, Eva was having, like, this complex with her hair. And it was because I would tell her, like, oh, your hair is frizzy or we need to brush your hair. Or, like, you know, she just wasn't comfortable with it being in her natural state. Mm -hmm. And, like, that was on me. You know, I had to accept accountability for that. I remember growing up, especially once I started to, like, come into my body shape and stuff like that, I would be ridiculed or even be accused of being a certain type of way because of my body type. Like, hold on, I didn't ask for this body. I mean, technically I did on a spiritual level, Mm -hmm. but in the reality of life, Mm -hmm. me as a child, I didn't ask to have all these curves. I didn't like expect this. I didn't even know what a body type was. And then they're like, oh yeah, you gotta watch out for Shakayla or whatever. Like automatically assuming I'm like doing stuff or messing around with boys and it really fucked me up in the head like my relationship with sex is still damaged because of that um because of being in church and what they tell you about sex and the education behind that I mean I was so damn stupid and naive like really it is by the grace of God that I don't have 17 kids and 14 venereal diseases and I'm not even trying to be funny but I just did not get that education at home, like the reality of what sex is. You know what I mean? The crazy thing is, even if you got the education, niggas just be young, wild, and free. I mean, by the grace of God, go out. I don't know if that's really (laughs) true, though, because I have conversation with people. I talk to people who did grow up in environments where their parents really did have like genuine conversations with them and not just one conversation about sex, just like 
this is your body, do what you want, but do what you like, but also you mm-hmm. be mindful of other people and just the whole medical education behind sex and mm-hmm. like, I've said this before on the podcast, but I'm going to keep bringing it up because this is some real weird ass crazy shit that my mom would tell me that you can get pregnant from kissing. Like, why would you tell somebody oh, that? Weird. Like, what? <laughs> that That is weird. Every time you say that, it's like, why would you, why would you say that? Especially, like why do you discourage something that's such a natural part of being human, which is connection? And I think that's how we look at relationships nowadays. Like, there's no real intimacy even in, like, platonic relationships because a lot of those behaviors was discouraged growing up and stuff like that. It's like, okay, um, now I feel weird about my body. You know what I'm saying? Now I... it, it. it's like I went two ways with it. One extreme was me being like so scared to be sexual, so scared to be intimate, not being comfortable with my body. And then the other side was it was I need so much validation from other people mm-hmm. or like me, how I just leaned into this like baddie version of myself is because that's what I felt like I had to be based on how I looked. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not true. You can look however you want to based on how you feel. It's not supposed to be the other way around. It's not supposed to be. I feel this way, so I should dress like this. Like, well, or it, that's how it's supposed to be, but the other yeah. opposite is what I'm yeah. saying. Like, it's not supposed to be like, people made me feel this way about my body, so now I have to like play, play up the sexy it. girl. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I can't help if that's how people perceiving me based off of my body type, but like, I'm really not that girl. I'm really awkward. So then what happens is I get into relationships with people and they expect me to be this girl that they made up in their head, like Mm -hmm. the sexy girl, the fun girl, the hot girl. And it's like, I really just like eating hot Cheetos and laying on my couch most of the time. And also like outside of these few chuckles you're going to get, I'm not very like excitable either. And then your relationships don't last long because instead of people trying to genuinely get to know you for who you are, they just like hold on to this like idea they have of you like yeah where's the hot girl i thought you were so hot and sexy and it's like i mean you are still those things it's just not the way that they wanted you to be right it was it's like people expect you to show up with a performance for who they think you are Mm -hmm. and it's even more prevalent now that we all on social media it's like you see somebody and a little part of who they decide to show you online and you think that's who they are. That's why they do it, though. That's why a lot of people do that on social media. Like, yeah. They want you to think that they're somebody else. It's kind of sad. It is very sad, honestly. It's really sad because in the meantime, as you're trying to put off yourself as somebody else, you're blocking your blessings because you're not being the most authentic version of yourself. And I had to come to terms with that. Why am I not being, why am I not successful yet when I'm so talented? And it's because I wasn't really being authentic to who I am. Like, I'm pretty sure on that other timeline, the Shay that's tatted up and pierced and just like living her best lifestyle, she probably got a million subscribers on YouTube, you know? Yeah. So that's something to think about. And in the grand scheme of the multiverse and like, Kind of what we touched on the episode last week. If you didn't hear it, definitely go back and check that one out. Because it was such a good episode. But just like, we get to choose every day who we want to be. We have way more control than we think we do. And if we continue to let our outside environment circumstances and people tell us who we are, then we'll never truly be fulfilled. And um, we'll never truly reach that level of of success that we want because we're just not being ourselves. I said something in my reading last week and it was really interesting. And it was like, you know, I used to think, why is it bad people that have success? Why is it people who manipulate and get over on people can go out in the world and make a ton of money? And the conclusion I came to is that it's because they really being the truest, most honest person to themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we think that the universe is going to reward us for being some type of person, but the universe rewards you for being you. For some reason, that just tugged a little 
a little string in my heart. Yeah. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought of this question. Do you think that <clears throat> since we're, I guess, aware that it could be a real thing or it is a real thing, do you think that the other uh, Cherry and Shakela's are also now aware of it? Do you think we're aware of each other? Yeah, I think in a sense, definitely. I think all of our thoughts kind of like go together, you know, and I think that our higher self is only one version of our higher self, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that they are, you know, they be sending us channel messages like that's how we get a thought for something like you should do this or you should be interested in this or have you ever thought about this or isn't this a cool idea? And we're all receiving that. And it's just yeah. depending on where you are in your timeline and what you're perceiving the world as, if you actually act on those things or not. Like, we we kind of, like, have this fantasy of the other versions of ourselves, but we could have been them at any time. We could be them right now. You're right. Dang. It really puts it in perspective for you. Like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I definitely feel that way. Like. Um, the first thing I do when I get some extra money, I'm getting a tattoo. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, let's get tatted. I feel like I really want to start thinking about like, what am I doing with my expendable income and stuff like that? Like, what is the investment? You know what I mean? And I really want to start investing like in what's going to make me feel more like me. Yeah, I like that. I want to hug you. Hug me. (laughs) You're so amazing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything to add to that? Like, just the whole metaverse in general? Like, well, metaverse, multiverse. Which, that's another thing. If you want to even get into the metaverse. (laughs) Like... You see how a few weeks ago they had the um, virtual rapper who got signed to a mm-hmm. real label and the rapper was black, but the person that was controlling the avatar of the rapper was white. Mm-hmm. In their raps, they would say the N-word. They was talking about shit they ain't never experienced in real life. Yeah. And wow, is that so dangerous and harmful? It's super dangerous, and the rapper had, like, mad followers and shit. Like, I really hate that that also comes down to race and how mm-hmm. music and media is used to harm us and not help us. Yeah. Like, first of all, this racially ambiguous-looking black rapper went to jail there was like an image where he was getting beat by a guard and it was just like what even is this yeah like why are you pushing this particular stereotype it's really interesting too and like i know that black people are so cool and interesting and I don't think there's anything wrong with taking interest in black culture, but you have to ask yourself, like, what's the line between appropriation and appreciation? And like, what are you doing? What impact are you putting in the world when you decide to put on a cosplay of a black person? Because the reality of the situation is like being black is not just a color. It's an experience. Like every day we are living through this shit and it's like really fucked up for a person to be able to just like, put on a darker foundation or start wearing their hair naturally curly and give off this look like they're black, but they could take it off at any time. They don't have to continue living the experience Mm -hmm. of what it comes with all of the blackness. Y'all want to join in and celebrate us on the fun parts of being black, staying the N word and, you know, looking a certain way and being appreciated in a certain sense but when it comes down to real shit the real issues that we're facing y'all not standing with us as allies so 
what the fuck? Yeah, I don't like it. It's really just... To me, it was just like... Let's find another way to make people look at black people a certain way and find another way to further damage the young people. Mm-hmm. Like, even the young white kids, because especially the last, I'm going to say the last four or five years, these white kids are like all into hip-hop now. Yeah. So it's like, you're also, well, I guess it goes back to making people think black people are a certain way, but it's also making them do shit too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, the culture of TikTok has changed so much in the last two years. Like I remember when I first joined the app and like you could tell, I mean, there was a clear difference in the mannerisms of black people, which is like a cultural thing. Like how we talk Mm -hmm. with hands or like we spoke about before, like some black girls like to wear long nails or, you know, Mm -hmm. have a lace front, the edges, everything they take it, they capitalize on it. What's regular for us becomes cool for them. It's something they can exploit for money. Mm-hmm. And we're being looked over on opportunities because of those same things. Like, I seen a post from, I can't think of her last name, but her name's Ebony. And she's like a model. And she's also like got a lot of followers on Instagram. And she got some type of brand deal. And there was no like guidelines as far as the content that she's supposed to post or nothing. It was just like she got paid for posting whatever. And the day after she, like, took the deal, they pulled the deal back because she had posted a picture and it was, like, her in a car and she was wearing, like, you know, revealing clothes. And the caption said, my nigga took this. And in a black community, that's something, like, that's very normal to say. Like, it's nothing inappropriate or unprofessional about saying my nigga. Like, that's my man, my man, my man. Like, Mm -hmm. what's the problem? Yeah. And then they basically said that they was they felt like she wasn't a good fit for the brand no more because it was too black. But let a same white girl post the exact same thing because let's not get it twisted because the content be the same. The yeah. content be the exact same. They be wearing just as little clothes as us. They be wearing the edges. They be wearing lace frontals or at least having their hair styled in mm-hmm. a, the same capacity as the black girls. Then they doing the mannerisms. Then they even changing how they talk. They starting to use AAVE. It's so sick. And they're getting deals and sponsorships and all this stuff just for wearing us as a costume. Mm-hmm. And then that those same behaviors that are just so naturally us. It's like frowned upon and we're expected to like code switch and be professional and act a certain way in situations and not live our life, our, ourself out loud completely online because it's not cool to do that as you're black. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I really miss not having the internet and um, being able to just enjoy our culture within ourselves mm-hmm. because we just really can't have nothing. Like, it's really annoying. Like, it's really getting real irritated. I'm tired of scrolling up on my For You page and seeing white girls talking how we talk. And it's like, in five more years, when you decide that you want to conform back to what's comfortable for you and what's going to help you out as a white person and you're done being a hot Cheeto girl, (laughs) then you're going to switch back to talking how you regularly talk, how your family raised you to talk, speaking like you from Wisconsin, and then all of a sudden, it's not cool to be black no more. Now we're back where we was before. Like, stop yeah. stop doing this to our culture. Stop wearing this. Like, I feel like we're slowly getting back to it's not cool to be black anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm starting to see white people be white again. I seen this TikTok and it was like a stitch to another TikTok and the original TikTok was this white dude and he was driving in his car. And you know how those TikToks that it be having a sound on it and then they just put the caption. Mm-hmm. They're not like actually saying it. And the caption basically said like, um, is it just me or are you starting to get tired of rap music? Like, and then the girl stitching it, she was like, yeah, it's just you because this music was never created for you. Not that white people can't enjoy rap, mm-hmm. but why is all of a sudden you getting tired of it? 
because you never liked it. It was a trend for you. It was you getting into it so you can be able to hang out with your homies and be like, yeah, I listen to Chief Keef. Yeah, I'm so cool and hard. Like, no, we don't get tired of it because this is our shit. Yeah. We created it. We're constantly creating it. And all y'all do is copy. The level of appropriation is getting crazy. I mean, we got Drake out here saying he's Jamaican. <laughs> he has been cosplaying as an African Canadian for most of his career. And no one has said a thing. I've been waiting for this to come up, but I want, I really want the black community to like really talk about it. Because we have been letting him get away with so much, including covering up uh, certain charges for his friends. And nobody talks about. Including the alleged pedophilia, including the grooming of young girls. What are you doing texting these little girls? Why are you having relationships with 15-year-olds and you're like 30 fucking years old? I don't even know how old Drake is now at this point, but the behaviors continue and people refuse to hold certain celebrities accountable because of their status in the industry or just simply because they enjoy their music. And like one thing about me, like Cherry will tell you that soon as I pick up on some problematic shit that you're doing and it's like harmful to our community, like it's one thing if you're doing problematic shit and it's really only impacting your life and your friends and shit, but you have this large platform, it's rubbing off on people or it's giving people a certain perception of us Mm -hmm. and you don't have to deal with the consequences of it because you're a celebrity. Us regular everyday black people, we have to deal with that. Yeah. We have to suffer the consequences of that. And you don't just get to put on patois when you feel like adding some more flavor to your music, Drake. Like, he's getting mad annoying. I haven't picked up a Drake album in I don't know how long. And anytime I listen to Drake, it's some real throwback stuff. Because Mm -hmm. his music never evolves. It always sounds like he's singing to a 14-year-old girl. Because he is. (laughs) Let's keep it 100. And... There's so much manipulation and gaslighting going on, and you could only get away with those behaviors with a child, a teen. Or someone that's younger than 25. Or even somebody that is willing to value money over their self-respect, which is another conversation for another day, baby. So, as we were talking about the multiverse, I feel like, what was we watching when we first, like, thought about this episode? We was watching Spider-Man. Is it No Way Home? Is it that one? Uh, Is that what it's called? The one with all the Spider-Man. Yeah, it was the last (laughs) one that just came out that has, this is the Spider-Man with Zendaya in it. And, um. I think she's in all of his. Well, yeah, but I'm saying this, you know how it's different Spider-Man. So this is the Spider-Man that has Zendaya. This is the one they know about. You know, there's like, we know it was a different girl in the other ones. Yeah. So obviously, if you haven't seen that movie, we don't want to like spoil it for you. Uh, It wasn't my favorite Spider-Man. I'll be honest with you about that. But the concept of the movie is really good just from the sense of the multiverse and mm-hmm. the different villains coming from these different timelines and then incarnated into his world or whatever, you know what I mean? But for real in, we really wanted to talk about a movie we watched this past week on Netflix called Look Both Ways. Look Both Ways. And this like really encapsulates like the whole idea that we were just thinking of of like Man, what it would be like if I just chose something else, right? Yeah. And um, who was is, who is the girl in the movie? Damn, I don't know her name. In real I don't life. know, but she's... She's from... Um, what's that show with Archie? It used to be a comic, and then they made it into a whole show that they really have nothing to do with the comic. I have no idea. Uh, what is this show? I literally used to watch it. I don't know, but... <laughs> <laughs> The movie is about this girl. Um, she's they're like in college about to graduate or I think they already graduated and it was like afterwards. No, uh, no, she was like about to graduate. Movies. Yeah. Okay. So they're about to graduate. Um, she reaches a point where 
She's got a five-year plan. She has a five-year plan. And we know what they say about plans, baby. God laughs at them. <laughs> yeah, right, bitch. <laughs> um, there's like a moment where she has to... Ma- it's in the trailer. She's yes, taking a pregnancy test. So basically, it's one version of her life where she has a child, another version where she doesn't, and it just goes through and shows the journey mm-hmm. of her in both of those timelines. And is it a spoiler if I'm like... No, it's not a spoiler. By the end of the movie, it's like no matter what path you take, you're going to end up where you're supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, in both timelines, she ends up in the same place. Like within herself. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's the key part of it is like we think that the journey is to a place. We think the journey is to a level of success. We think mm-hmm. that the journey is to a certain version of ourselves, but the journey is totally spiritual. It's completely within us. It's within the lessons that we're learning through these experiences. It's in Realizing how to be the most authentic of ourselves is in celebrating who we really are, going after what we want. Like, that is the fucking journey. And no matter what path you choose to take in life, as long as you are going through the journey with like intention, you know, like you're being purposeful, like you don't have to worry about if you're making the right or wrong choices because you're definitely going to end up exactly where you're supposed to be, right when you're supposed to be at any given timeline. Yeah, because, like, even in the movie, she had, like, her sad, depressive stages. It was still happening at the same time, just Mm -hmm. for different reasons. Yeah, for different reasons. Like, it was no way to avoid her becoming a better version of herself. Yeah. I really... I feel like the movie took too long to get to the point, but I really did enjoy the overall, like, concept of it and everything, because... You know, we just get so lost in the sauce in our everyday lives and we start to compare ourselves to other people. We start to compare ourselves to versions of ourselves that don't technically exist. Mm -hmm. And we have to really like learn how to be more present in the moment and be mindful of like, what am I doing right now that's creating this lifestyle of that I'm living really? And really just giving yourself grace as Mm -hmm. you move through your journey, like, Allowing yourself to have ease as you move through your journey. Like, it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be hard. All I have to do is, like, actually follow my intuition and then, boom, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, definitely. I really, I like the movie overall. It just was too long for what it had to be, like. Yeah, I did drag a bit. Because it took us two days to watch it. I mean, it was because we went to sleep, but it was still like, let's get to the point. <laughs> yeah. It was at least 30 to 45 minutes. I feel like they could have been cut out between like the different scenarios and stuff. Like, girl, yeah. we didn't need this. Like, yeah. It was good, though. Um, Nia Long's there. Oh, yeah. Nia Long was in it. Yeah. That was fun seeing her there. Yeah, it was fun. I like to see, you know, um, especially iconic black actresses that have been in the business for so long, finally being able to branch out from, you know, certain roles or, mm-hmm. you know, like how we get typecasted and stuff like that. So it was cool just seeing her being an artist, you know, yeah. a visionary, mm-hmm. encouraging somebody to find out who they really are. That was yeah. one thing that really stuck with me, like, we find ourselves like through the things that we just have these natural interests in that we might consider our hobbies. And it has become so socially acceptable, specifically in America, for our work to become our life mm-hmm. when our life should be our work. And if everybody was just doing that, was just doing the things that they loved and enjoyed, there would be no person that felt like, am I doing the wrong thing? There would be no person that felt like I'm working a dead-end job because... 
there's people who want to be in those places who truly enjoy like making coffee for somebody every day like they love that shit you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like it's fun as fuck for them to be learning the artistry of coffee making and fucking cappuccinos and putting designs on coffees and shit and then there's some girl making coffees and she hates that shit because she really wants to be like a cartoonist Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and we just have to be where our blessings are. Like, I encourage you to check out this movie for sure. And even just, like, think about what we discussed on this episode and the different versions of yourself. What version you choosing to be right now and, like, ultimately where it is that you're trying to get within. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's what matters. It's not, like, you can't. You really can't control the other shit. Yeah. You can't even make it up. Like, half the time you're going through life and you like, I literally wouldn't even expect it in five years. This would be my life. You know what I mean? I think about I it all the time. Like, I since we moved to Illinois, I've been thinking a lot about the different versions of myself and the lives of myself because I feel confronted with my past. You know, like, I really didn't plan on coming back here. Yeah. I didn't plan on having to see my ex-husband every weekend, his girlfriend and a new baby. And it's just like a lot energetically you know what i'm saying i have to think about that like what if i didn't get a divorce what if i didn't leave him what if i stayed in that relationship what if it was me that was having a baby right now and although that i don't want any of those things Mm -hmm. it's it comes up in the thought process you know what i'm saying it crosses your mind and you have those feelings about it like life's be crazy you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel like we already talked about what I wanted to discuss for mental health matters. You guys know this is the segment where we kind of just discuss that whatever topic we talk about on the episode and how that impacts our mental health and everything. Do you have anything you want to add? Like, just you know, thinking about the different timelines and versions of yourself, like how does that impact your mental health or how can you help your mental health? You know what I mean? I think that as you go through different challenges in life, it's important to not dwell on decisions that you made in the past that quote-unquote, got you there. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you only have $10 in your account and you're thinking, man, if I never bought that candy bar three days ago, <laughs> I would have more money. But, like, it's already done. There's nothing you can do about it. All you can do is take the next step. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe make different financial decisions in the future. Like, Maybe don't buy that candy bar when you need this to stretch another two days, you know? Like, I think I deal with that a lot. Like, just thinking about, I guess, I don't know. Just thinking about situations I put myself in in the past and if it seems like it might be happening now. Mm-hmm. I just have to take a moment like, wait a minute. That was completely different. That is not now. Mm-hmm. And I have the tools now to yeah. make a change and make sure that I don't actually get there again. Yeah. That's like, to me, the important part of like really reflecting on our past decisions and not reflecting in a way where it's harmful to our mental health but reflecting in a way where it offers us guidance Mm -hmm. because that's the whole point of it that's the point of the experience for you to learn from something and then choose something different in the future Mm -hmm. because if you don't choose any different you're just going to manifest the same situations over and over and over again it's like how people end up in relationships and be like they last three relationships felt the same and it was like what were you looking for when you entered those three relationships? That's what didn't change. It wasn't the people. It wasn't that you're, you technically have a type. It's you didn't choose a different decision based off of your past experience. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to shit on ourselves for that. We just have to be present in the moment and reflect on it and say, last time I had $20 in my account, I went and got Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> 
this time I'm just gonna let the 20 sit there, you know? Yeah. 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 That's definitely a thing. Definitely be present and be intentional. What am I doing? How is this gonna impact me in the future? I don't like yeah. that. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. And also don't compare yourself to who you're not. Comparison is the thief of joy, baby. You will never be happy and fulfilled in this current moment of your life if you're constantly thinking about who you should have been, could have been, would have been. Because the truth is, it doesn't exist in this timeline. Right. This is who you are right now, and you have so much power within you to choose to make decisions and to create the life that you want for real. Like, manifestation is real as fuck, y'all. Yeah, it is. So, what are you making time for this week? This week, I'm making time for um, planning out how I'm going to start being who I want to be. I like that. Yeah. I don't think this week I'm making a plan at all, but I am going to make time for self-discovery. I feel like self-discovery is super important because we are always changing all the time, even if we don't realize it or notice it because it'd be little changes. But the current version of yourself, they might need something different than the old you. And a lot of the times, our trauma teaches us that this is how we have to move through life. This is how we have to move through relationships. And then we sabotage our current reality because you're not who you used to be. Mm -hmm. You're not in those same situations no more. We don't have to move in those same ways. We don't have to perceive life in the same way. We don't have to have the same mindsets. So, you know, I encourage y'all to do that this week, too, to just really have self-discovery and figure out what it is that you want right now. What do you like right now? What do you want for your future? And what can you do right now that's going to put you in alignment with that? You know, you got too much power, for real. Yeah. Like, take advantage of it. Yeah. Well, without further ado, I've I've got got time. time.